Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. This is the Bobby Show. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We got another week for you. Good fun week. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, here's your Monday get to know you question. What is your morning routine? How long does it take to get ready? What do you do in the morning, Amy? Hmm. I wake up, I make my bed, then I drink <laughs> water, do my tongue scraper, brush my teeth. Then I'll do. Oh my god! Oh, well, are we doing all of it every single day? Five minute meditation. Oh now we're talking. And Let's then go. I do a three. Well, tongue scraper for like. That is not a big should, moment. You drank water in this story. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, go ahead. Okay, then I do five minute meditation. And I do three minutes of journaling, and then I'll start getting ready. What in the world? Yeah, that's a you lot. You have time to meditate and journal. Maybe a cold shower if I am going to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Mm-hmm. And how long does it take you usually long from time. when you wake up until when you leave the house? Too long. <laughs> Too long. Um, oh, hour and a half. Eddie. So I wake up. And I stay in bed for about five minutes, look up at the ceiling and like just hate my life. And why do I have to get up? And I start thinking, of like, do I have time to take a nap today? Because I'm so tired. And then when I finally get up, I go to the bathroom for as about 10 minutes. you wake up, you think about taking a nap? Oh, yeah. Oh, then you go to the That's bathroom. That's the first thing. Like, when can I go back to sleep? Got it. Then I go to the bathroom for about five minutes while the, the shower gets hot. Take a shower, get you let ready. let shower run for five minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let, get, let it get hot. Okay. And then I go downstairs, make my coffee. I pack my little my little lunch, my boiled eggs, my overnight oats, and then I head out the door. That's it. It's pretty quick. Take about thirty minutes to do all that. Lunchbox. I wake up and I look at the clock and I say six hours till nap time. Oh, same. Or what? Yeah, whatever. However many hours till nap time. Then I go in <laughs> and I urinate, and then I brush my teeth, and then I go and eat breakfast. What kind of breakfast? Is it like a quick one? Like uh, sometimes Eggos. I make two eggs. Sometimes it's Eggos. You make, make, you make breakfast in the morning? Every once in a while, like I'll cook a couple eggs or nice. I'll put an Eggo in the toaster, toaster, pop it up, put some peanut butter on it, eat it. Um, sometimes it's just a piece of toast. It just depends. Mm. And then I'm out the door. I grab a couple snacks. It takes me about 30 minutes. From eyeballs open to out the door. To out the door. 
It's good. Um, I wake up at a whole different, um, you know, arrangement of times. But let's just say I wake up at four. That's probably when I get up most of the time. And I'm like, oh! it scares me to wake oh. up every morning. Like, oh, God. And so, and then I just start my, at first I go out and let the dogs out. And by the time they come in, I have their breakfast ready. So I have them their breakfast. And then I make my athletic greens with lime and coconut water and water. Make that, drink that. And then I start to read the news of the day. And I, Mike and I start emailing. And Mike knows if he gets email at 1 a.m., it's going to be a rough day for everybody because I've been up for like <laughs> six hours before oh, I get no. here. And so I work on the show and go through all the notes, go through all the stuff that you guys have sent. Um, then I do, I take like my peptides for when like I injure myself, which are their injections into my butt or my stomach. And I shoot myself up with those. Um, and then I stretch for 20 or 30 minutes in the morning. And I read a little bit if I have time. Um, sometimes I'll, t- I'll go walk on the treadmill for a little bit. Depends what time I wake up. Wow. Just depends. Um, and then come in. Turn to wake my wife up. Usually, usually I have about two hours at home. Two hours? Two hours, man. Dude, you know. I hate it. No, no, no. I would like to go eyeballs up. Oh, uh, I can wear the same underwear. Who cares? And just go. That'd yeah. be awesome. I just have a little too much anxiety, I think. But that's the morning routines. I like it when it's lighter earlier. Because it's kind of, why? Cause Only in the morning, not in the evening. Because, mm. But then I like in the evening when it's lighter later. So oh, I wish yeah. it could be lighter earlier than lighter later. <laughs> if only we could have that. I know. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have two teenage boys. I am at my wit's end with all their slang. I just want to have a normal conversation. Just maybe talk about their day and it's all riz, bussin', no cap, sheesh, sus. Just to name a few. I'm so tired of it, I've started a slang jar. Every time they use a slang word, they have to drop 25 cents in the jar. My wife thinks I'm being ridiculous. What are your thoughts on banning slang at home? Is the slang jar too much? Signed, Dad ready for a change. Before I give my opinion, I want to know about the slang in your house, Eddie. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm like him, like fire, oh, cap, like all that stuff. It's just all, dude, let me give you an example. Yesterday was my dad's birthday, right? Hey, guys, let's uh, FaceTime um, your grandfather. Okay, great. They go in there and they're like, hey, what are you doing, Pompo? And he's like, I'm having dinner. And then one of my boys goes, that's fire. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm like, guys, can we just. Cool and awesome. Wow, those are real slang, man. Can we just speak normal language to him? Like, great, uh, Grandpa. Like, that looks really cool. Like, whatever. Jolly good, father. Just normal talk. Like, it's fire. Like, what are you talking about? That's fire. Okay. And then Pompo's like, what what does that mean, fire? Slang in your house? Yeah, we have slang. We have, mom, you're cooking. What are you cooking? But it really means, like, what are you saying? Um, My son's often like, no dip. I don't even know. I never heard that one. Yeah, no, I don't know that he has it right. Sometimes he has the slang wrong. Uh, but I don't mind it so much. Sometimes if you can't beat them, join them, and then they get annoyed you're doing it. So then they're like, ugh, I'm going to quit talking this way around her so she'll stop talking that way. Glad you to Caitlin. So, hmm? you Do what she does to her kids. <laughs> yeah. Like fire. <laughs> yeah. No dip. Um, here's what I would say. You probably spoke a bit of slang to your parents yeah. or whomever raised you. They were just different words. And they, your parents, were probably like, what does that even mean? Why is something go way back bad mean good? Why? And we could go through all the terms. Or, yeah. okay. You could go 70s, groovy. Yeah, that, that was a weird one. You, there's a lot. Far every, out. Every generation. Rad. Sure, 80s. I'd say rad's yeah. more more 80s, like rad, radical. Psych. Uh, Legit. Uh, there's a lot of these. 
and the one thing that's never going to change is the slang is always going to change, and each generation is going to have their own. So the slang jar seems a little the curse jar. I get. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't say those words. The slang jar may be a little too much, unless you feel like they're just not learning real vocabulary words. I don't think you can use it as a punishment for them just saying it, but it would be nice if maybe they could pay or they could collect money from the jar if they use a new word. You just have to do some sort of award system as well if you're doing a punishment because it's not something to get punished over unless your slang's like bad words. Yeah, I like to paint them for a new word. That's the bomb. <laughs> you didn't call. use a new word though. No, I was just using another slang term. To right, but you don't get paid. Oh, crap, that's right. It's slang. And you came up with the bomb? You'd be like, if you were to say, such a righteous suggestion. I'd be like, righteous, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a quarter because I've never heard you use that before, and you used it in the right context. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, um, that is terrific. <laughs> you really worked for that oh, one, Oh, huh? boy, oh, boy. All right, that's, good, that's good luck word? with the slang jar. I don't like it. You're the parent. Your rules, though, right? You know your kids. Yeah, your but rules. his wife is like, eh. So she's the parent too. I would just find if you're, if you're gonna take if you're gonna take from them, also find a way to give to them if they can get better at the thing you're punishing them for. Yeah, and I think as parents too, we want to make sure that okay, our parent, our kids can talk one way, maybe at home or with their friends, but hopefully, like to teachers or in a more professional or setting, grandpa. they can exactly. like dial it back a little bit. Grandpa, you got Riz. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> great. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I feel like we've been together as a show for so long. Uh, me, Amy, Lunchbox, basically 20 years, forever. Um, Mike D, 15 years. Eddie, 15 years. Ray, and all. I mean, forever. We've been together for such a long time. And I feel like most things we know about each other. And we were younger, we definitely like went on vacations together, then we got married, and kids started to happen. But I feel like we know everything. However, every once in a while, a new theory creeps out about one of us that I'm super interested in. And Eddie has a theory about Ray that he's secretly rich yep. and just refuses to share it with us. Which, by the way, I've offered Ray like promotions. Like, do you want, he doesn't, he never wants them. Yep. He's like, I like this, I like doing what I'm doing, I'm good. Which I always like is Ray's a hard worker. I was like, this guy works so hard, doesn't want a promotion. And he drives a beat-up car. Right, like, right. Yeah. So, But you have a theory he's secretly rich. Go right. ahead. I walk by his workstation where the board is and the computer is, and I notice something that's just been sitting there for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is a BMI music publishing check. So when you write a song, the publisher sends you a check for whatever, you know, like whatever you make on your songwriting. I don't know about Ray, but as soon as I get that... Any check. Any check. Yeah. I open it and I deposit it. And Ray has written such hits as Vacation 1, Vacation, vacation 2, and Vacation Christmas. Correct. White Claw Christmas. <laughs> Correct. So this check's just sitting there? Like, he doesn't have to open it? Why? Because he's rich. No chance I'd let a check sit. Wow. Ray, is it true? Do you have a check by your desk? It is not true. It is a W-2 statement that they send oh. at the end of the year. Oh, Guys, you would have thought the same thing, too. I'm like, wow, money bag. I would have maybe asked a question, like, is that a check? Oh. Or, like, look at the big W and the two that is on there. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't say that on there. very obvious. Ray, are you secretly rich? No, and uh, to prove that, I can open this live <laughs> on the air if you'd like. Oh, so you're going to tell us how much you made in all of 2023 writing songs? Yes. That's and cool. I also want this to be for kids, too, because we see the Luke Combs and Morgan Wallens of the world. But why not see the people that are struggling? I, I really just don't think there's any money in songwriting. Okay. That's the check. All right. <laughs> Total amount. 
<laughs> oh, this is going to be really embarrassing. It looks like $38.56. Not bad. Hey, that is not the definition of rich. Hey, my bad. Hey. My bad right? I guess you're not rich. It's more than I thought it was going to be. I guess you're not rich. So maybe he can't buy a new car. Okay. You start to find joy in that. <laughs> maybe he is broke. So that's what you made the whole year? I thought like you guys got some decent spins on that song. We did, and radio play, that gets some money too, but sadly that's it. And we split it three ways, so. Oh. Oh. Well, you can do all the math you want, and it's still 120 bucks. I mean, it's, <laughs> I thought it would be, it's not like it's 40 grand split up. Wow, I thought it would be more. So where's the money in songwriting? Like, when it's like, number really? one, Number one? Is yeah. that it? Is that yeah. where you get big checks? I mean, you get checks for different reasons. Streaming, obviously, a lot of streams. It's like 0.06 cents a stream, something like that. I'm, and then, sure. Uh, Ray, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't, I didn't mean to embarrass you. Yeah, me too, Ray. I'm sorry, dude. The two keys are getting it on the radio and the other one, getting it on a commercial on TV. Massive money in that. Sync. Yeah, they call yes. that sync. So have you two guys tried to get it on TV? Uh, no, no, no. Even tried. Well, there's not like some summer. If there's a summer theme stuff, then boom, we pitch vacation. If there's a summer theme stuff, there's always summer theme stuff. Yeah, there's, there's always summer commercial. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, and being vulnerable with yep. us. Th- Did you have you ever made more than that on a check though? Like the year before? Yeah, yeah, we made hundreds before. Hundreds. What's the most you ever made on a check? Five hundred. Wow. wow. So this yeah. is like residuals. Wow. That's this like, is people still streaming it while they're driving their boats hey, in the summer. He is rich. He is rich. This he is like friends. It's like friends in Seinfeld. They still make money on that stuff. Dang, vacation. Yes. Wow. The office. Hey, the office. Okay, so now are we encouraging kids to chase their dreams? Other dreams, just not sorry. <laughs> Got it. There you go. All right, thank you. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's a beagle rescue place in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's called Triangle Beagle Rescue. And they took in a beagle named Honey from Kentucky that had four puppies. Well, sadly, three of the puppies didn't make it. So she was just there with her one lonely puppy. And then a vet calls and says, hey, I need help. I got some beagle puppies that need a home. Well, guess who adopted these puppies and is now feeding them, caring for them, making them her own. Well, I don't think it's going to be a tough guess. There are characters, only one character introduced. Yeah, 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 yeah. only one. It is cool. It's a cool story, but yep. yeah, the, the easy guess. <laughs> Honey. Yeah. That's cool that a, a dog. Yeah, she's nursing them, caring like does for that them. does that naturally. Like, it's That's just amazing. Yeah. And her, the, the surviving puppy from her litter, Sweetheart, that she's like letting these other puppies come in and like hang out with her, eat. Yeah, do all the things. Do all the things is a good way to describe it. Okay, so you want the names of all the puppies? Uh, so there's Honey. How many puppies? Honey. There's Honey, and Sugar. then there's her puppy, Sweetheart. <laughs> and then the new ones that came in, Cupid, Cupcake, Kisses, Lovely, and Archer. One dude. That's dog. the one dude. That's the one dude, Archer. 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 <laughs> That's a good story. Great job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the drafting category, the best things about small towns. Morgan goes first. We rolled the dice. This is so hard. Yeah, this is a hard one. Yeah, because I never lived in a small town. Oh, then you're out of luck. You lived in, you're right, you lived in a city, but there was a, it was a neighborhood-ish kind of thing. Yeah, but... but okay, I got you. Well, then you just maybe you just won't do good. No, no, I'll probably dominate still because I'm good at everything. Best thing about living in a small town. <laughs> Morgan, did you live in a small town? No, I wouldn't call Wichita a small town, but growing up there, it wasn't exactly a big town either. Okay. So I did have a little mix of both. Go ahead. And what do you think the best thing is about a small town? Okay. This is hard to have the number one pick of this because I just don't know where it's going to go. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with this one because I feel like it's accurate. Everything is cheap. Like, drinks don't cost $15. You don't have to buy no, crazy No, we didn't drinks. say go back 30 years. We said small town now. No, it is small town oh. now. Like, you go to a dive bar now, it's going to be like four bucks for a drink. Okay. You can get fries so, for $2. So cheap drinks at the bar. It's cheap. Everything's Wait, cheap. what bar? Why are you guys going to bars in cities then? Drive out to the town. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> then you got to drive back. All right, Raymundo, you're from a small town? Yeah, this is simple. I'm in a small town right now. None of you guys are. Yeah. Give me no traffic. That's I can get from one end to the other. Pick. That's no one. That's a good one. I'm going to go. Best things about small towns, the uh, church community. There are a couple churches in every small town, and they're rivals. But still, everybody's pretty close. And you go to one of the two churches for the most part, and you're all pretty tight because of it. 
So I'm going to go small town church community. Yeah, but if you don't go, everyone knows. That's yeah, right. they're all up in your biz. Bobby hasn't been to church Everybody. in three weeks. Or, is, or am I going to Harvey's Chapel across the street? <laughs> oh. You don't even know that. It's at a Mountain Pine Baptist. Mm. Lunchbox. Man. Amy's out, by the way, because she finished last. The last game. This is tough, man. Correct. Best things about a small town. Oh, man. Best thing about a small town. No violent crime. So much safer. And less crime? Less crime. Okay. That's like good. That. That's good. Yeah. Eddie? Easy, man. What do you do in the country with the boys? Bonfire parties. Let's just make a big fire and let's have a party. Build parties? Yeah. What, what do you want your official answer to be? Bonfire parties. Bonfire parties. Yes. We would never call them that in a small town, but <laughs> never. Never. You, you don't know, man. You could call them a pasture party. Mountain Pine no, no, no. Arkansas. Lunchbox, lunchbox. That was going to be on my no, but you I call it a fill party. But no, you he, have bonfire party. Bonfire party. I like it. And it's like pyrotechnic <laughs> good time. Because the, the big fire is the bit, the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. So now we're going to go backward. That's round one. Okay, okay. Oh, boy. So, Eddie, with your party. The best thing about a small town That's is... That's what I was thinking about, those party I didn't know. It's easy, man. Driving down that dirt road. Dirt roads. Dirt okay. roads. All right. That's a good one. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where I drank my first beer. Mm. Is that where you... Jesus. That's where I found Jesus. I knew it. Yep. Lunchbox? That's why I picked church community. Why? It's where I drank my first... I didn't drink the beer, but... That's where I found Jesus. <laughs> what do you got, lunch? Hmm. I'm thinking, man. He actually Googled what's cool to do in a small town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, mm-hmm. nature is at your fingertips. Nature. That was the access to nature. I saw it. You saw that same sometimes, article? Sometimes. Sometimes. If you're a country small town. Where else is a small town? Where else is a small town? Hunting. Yeah, like hunting, nature, fishing, everything. Nature. nature hunting, nature, fishing, good. and everything. And I think that's probably pretty accurate with most of Yeah, people. if there's a pond. Yeah, maybe there's no pond. Um, small town, he puts nature. Okay, I, I put, put hunting, fishing, every day. No, you, no, you didn't put that. It. Yeah, I was trying to think of the lyric. I couldn't think of the lyric. There you go. Okay, okay. But you said nature, so nature. Nature with hunting and fishing at your fingertips. I'm putting uh, Friday Night Lights, high school football. That's really good. Good one. It a, it's a massive deal. That is good. Really good. Everybody comes out for it. High school football, Friday Night Lights. It's that's it. That's what's happening in town. Someone lives in a small the, town. That was not in that the article. Not, no. That's a good one. <laughs> What'd you say? That one wasn't in the article. That's I didn't read one. an article. I know. No, Lunchbox's article. Oh, I know. If I Google an article, you guys have probably Googled it too. Yeah. So I don't Google articles. All right. Uh, next up, Raymundo. Shoot guns. Okay. At. Anything. Okay. <laughs> Anything. Shooting guns. Yeah. Okay. What kind of guns? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Registered? <laughs> Morgan. She, I don't know. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with the slow pace. Mm. Like everything's very slow. Yeah, you get to enjoy life. Slower pace of life. Try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, Morgan, what are your two so far? Everything is cheap and slower pace. All right, now you'll go first in round three. Yeah. What are you going to add to that? Oh, man. I'm between two, and I just thought of one when you were talking about Friday Night Lights. I don't know if I want to do it or if I want to do... Mm. Thursday Night Dark. <laughs> Wednesday Night Sunrise. <laughs> no, I'll say after everybody's done. Okay. Uh, small cafes and oh, restaurants. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Small cafes. Yeah. yeah like French. Like the local spots. Right, right, right. There's not a lot of change. Like the Yum Yum Shop. We used to have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Small cafes, okay? Uh, Ray. Call it corny, but everybody waves. In my neighborhood, if you don't wave, you're actually an outcast. Yeah, that's true. I like that, Ray. Everybody waves. How's it going, Randy? Hey, Mike. Hey, Tom. No, you're waving, but you're saying hi. That's totally different. I know their names, too. Mm. Uh, So far, I have church community and Friday Night Lights. I'm going to pick the best thing about small towns is small schools because the classes aren't humongous and you Mm -hmm. can pretty much do anything and everything. So I'm going uh, to small schools. Yeah, but then you run out of chicks to date. That's true. That's there normal. are things called cars. Yep. And you can go to the next small town and find a chick. Or a big town nearby. I'm just right. saying. All right, next up, Lunchbox. Oh, it's me now? Hey, I don't know. What did your little uh, website say? I'm looking for it right now. Let's Low look. city folk. <laughs> well, there was one item on there, but I don't know if I should say that. Then All you right. shouldn't, probably. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Quit looking at my list, Eddie. Get your own list. Oh, I'm already, I already have my answer. Hey. Hmm. 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 <laughs> That's is a there, good one. Is there a time limit? Yeah. Yes. We need you to pick one, dude. Okay. Helping hands. Everyone's there to help you. What's up? Everybody's got you know your what? back. What Everybody's got your back. Good. Yes. Everybody's it's got your back. The term "helping hands." Everybody's got no, your no, back. No. Do you want helping hands on there? Yeah. What do you yeah. want your words to be? Because that's what we put up. People vote on. Everybody has your back. Okay. Cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Helping hands just felt funny. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know how to. Yeah. Eddie, am I the last? Yeah. Man, I'm between two really good ones. Like two really, well, really good. Ones. Just say them. So I have stargazing because, like, that's great. When you're okay. a small town, you look up like, wow, you see every single Those star in the sky. Love that. Yeah. And then, which I think I'm going to go with, is the dances at the VFW. Oh. Hmm. Those VFW <laughs> dances, man. That's that's where it's at. What else are you going to do on the Friday night? Oh, there's a dance at the VFW with a band? Cool. Can't wait. Is that your answer? That's my answer. What is I VFW? That down. It's the uh, Veterans of Foreign War. It's a... My grandma and I used to go, but never in our town. We used to go play bingo there. It's like a group of people that were in wars. Yeah. And so they have a... But... And Eddie like has a dance competing hall. days. Like tw- Eddie, Eddie's like the, the 20s. No, he has <laughs> competing days. He has the dance on Friday night or the bonfire party. So which one's better, Eddie? both. Depends what age you are. You yeah. can go to the VFW dance and then the bonfire party afterwards. Or you can pregame get drunk at the bonfire party. <laughs> although it's a field party. <laughs> okay, so Eddie has dances at the VFW. Woo! Dirt roads and bonfire parties. That's what I'm talking about. Lunchbox has less crime, nature, and everybody has your back. Helping hands. <laughs> he chose. You forgot about that hunting and fishing, man. Yeah. Everybody's um, sleeping on that. That's nature. I know, but yeah. Uh, Morgan has everything's cheap, slower pace, and small cafes. Ooh. Ray has no traffic, shooting guns, and everybody waves. Quality, and I have church community, Friday night lights, and small schools. That's really good. Go vote at BobbyBones.com. We don't put our names on them on the vote. And don't vote for just the top one at the first round because we all have different positions. Vote for the three together that you would pick. BobbyBones.com will put it up there for a few hours. Thank you, guys. Good job, everybody. I should have gone stargazing. Yeah. But that st- the term is not good. What do you mean? That's what it's called when you stargazing look at stars. Stargazing feels like you're looking through a telescope. I would say st- laying down in a field staring at stars. In a That's a really bed. long answer, though. I don't know if it's In the fit. truck bed on a dirt road. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> with whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. There you go. On the phone right now, it's Kelly who's calling us. Who Kelly is a dyslexia specialist. Hi, Kelly. 
Hi. So Eddie thinks he may have dyslexia. And not in a joking way. No. And maybe you've had it forever. You just didn't know that's what it was that maybe was inhibiting you. Yeah, and then recently we were playing a game or something. And I literally, I did say something backwards without even thinking that I said it. Also, what's that disease called you were talking about that the cat probably gave it to somebody? Oh, bluebonic, bluebonic Craig, blue, bluebonic Craig. How about bubonic plague? <laughs> but yes, so hard to say. Yeah. So Kelly, you've heard Eddie and you've heard us on the show. Can you tell me, as a dyslexia specialist, what you've heard and what you think? Okay, so I think he may have a form of dyscalculia. Dyscalculia, okay. Interesting. Which is the math form. It makes it almost impossible to memorize multiplication facts. Oh, you can't do that. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Oh, shoot, I have this too. And there's a lot of difference that goes with dyslexia. There's phonological, where you think you're pronouncing something correctly. But you're not. For example, that disease, Eddie? Blue Bonnet Craig. He, okay. He knows he's saying that. No. Forever no. he didn't. Even if he's kidding right now, no. forever he didn't. He couldn't say bubonic plague. Okay. So dis, disalcula. Okay. And the cabbage test that he took on, I wanted to explain that, but that's phony. So, wait, what's it called again? Phonemes. Okay. And what is that? That is the smallest unit of sound in a word. So what does that have to do with being dyslexic and how is someone like Eddie, like, why would he struggle with that? Because he, his pathways in his brain can't break down to that level. Oh, so I'm just dumb. Your brain chemistry no, just can't get on the same level. Actually, no. It's not it smart. Mean you're dumb. No, it does not mean you're dumb. Most of your millionaires are dyslexic. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact about how you're talking. But I do know stories of... Very successful people who were born dyslexic, so they had to figure out a way before they were even diagnosed to almost cheat the system, but they became so good at reading people or because they had to to survive. Right. That by the time it was diagnosed, they not only had all these other skills they developed, then their dyslexia was a bit remedied and they were able to just crush it in the business world. Kelly, what do you think he can do to... Uh, I don't know, read better, learn more? What can he do? Well, one of the reasons that I was calling is I'm coming to Nashville, see my daughter, and I was going to offer to test everyone. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Are you (laughs) real? You're not not making this up, right? You actually are a dyslexia specialist? Yes. Okay. I have a doctorate, and it's not in letters, it's in education. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know. It's a peer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we would love, when are you coming to town? Um, it'll be the week of March 4th. I will put you on hold. So, hey, Scuba, can you see if we can get her in and we'll take yeah. all take the dyslexia test? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And it sounds like there are a lot of different forms of it. Yes. If I can test everybody's reading and spelling level, I thought that would be a good challenge for y'all. It would. It'd be fun. How long does the test take, though? About 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, no problem. Perfect. Would we all do it at the same time or you need to see us individually? And can we not cheat and have lunchboxes? He'll look on our papers. <laughs> yeah, a spelling test can be tough. Uh, some of it I can do all together, but some of the actual testing, especially on Eddie and Lunchbox, I would need them one-on-one. Why us? So you did say Lunchbox. Do you think, not, I made a joke about him cheating, but do you think Lunchbox has a bit of dyslexia? I think he has some characteristics that be there. 
No, we're the ones getting pulled out of the class. Yeah, we hey, gotta get, hey, we get extra test time, man. <laughs> that used to happen to me, but for head lice. Oh, okay. That's oh, different. That's different. I, that I, sucked. Okay. So I would rather have dyslexia than head lice. <laughs> yeah. Because I got made fun of hard. Um, okay, so let's do this. Um, set her up. We would love to meet her and come up. She'll give us a test. We'll check her credentials first to make sure she's not. Because that would be an awesome way to get in and lie. <laughs> I'm a dyslexia specialist. Problem. What, what'd you I say? I can give you my credentials. Not a problem. Where'd you, where did you go to school? Well, I went to SMU. I have a doctorate in education, and then I went back and got my dyslexia physician. I'm in. Are you dyslexic? No, my son was, and he did not learn to read till he was 14. Wow. And now this year he graduates from U of A on the chancellor's list. It's like a Disney movie. A mom yeah. goes back to get yeah. her doctorate in dyslexia because her to son, her son. They, they can't figure out why he's not able to, to thrive in this one area when he's thriving everywhere else. And then he goes to college. And then he goes to college and saves the world. Yes. He becomes an, a millionaire. He's, no, but an astronaut who, <laughs> who then blows up a comet. And oh. then as a comet's coming down, well, you find the cure for cancer in the wow, comet. Wow, pieces. wow, let's okay. go. Is any of that maybe true, Kelly? He wants to be a counselor for terminal ill kids. Even better. That's pretty wow. good. Even better. That's a movie, too. Okay. He's a cancer survivor, so. See? Oh, wow. wow. It's a Disney movie. Uh, okay, Kelly, we're going to get your information. I would love to have you up here, and hopefully we'll see you in a couple weeks, okay? Okay, thanks. All right, don't hang up. Whatever you do, don't hang up. 28-year-old woman was busted for battery after she and her mom had an argument in the kitchen, and the woman grabbed the grits that her mom was cooking, the literal grits, and threw the grits in her face. The mom wasn't seriously hurt by the grits. So she hit her with grits. But if, if you only get hit with grits, do you call the cops? No. No. That's kind of funny. It's, well, they, it was a real fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But assault with grits or assault with porridge. Like, I'm pretty uh, sure I've thrown a burger at my brother when we were fighting when we were kids. And, like, you know, it just kind of it, it made him mad, but we weren't going to call the cops. But grits could burn. But they didn't. <laughs> It's from the smoking gun, and now they're like, we don't want the police to be involved, but the police got involved because you threw grits. Yeah. Somebody had to tell on the grit thrower. And I just think if someone would throw oatmeal, eggs, I don't think that is me calling the cops, unless I'm worried that it's going to go from eggs to, like, sausage, and then from sausage to... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it slowly escalates. That'll hurt An you. apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that'll hurt. Yeah. An apple. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. Uh, the female victim, 64, was covered in grits when officers arrived. Oh, she was... Who's the victim? It's me. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, grits. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So are there aliens in your neighborhood? Bunch? Define neighborhood. Oh, is our galaxy our neighborhood? Oh, oh my God. And is it that okay. small? Because we don't even understand how big things are. She means your street that you because live on. Because if you yeah. were to go back to like the Native Americans, they would have not thought that you would have been able to get to other countries because that was another galaxy to them, right? The ocean. We They wouldn't even understand what China was. Right. And if we look at planets or other, we'd be like, we don't understand. But 100 years from now, I could be like, oh, yeah, that's like China now. Anyway, uh, who knows? Well, there was this map that was put out that showed the UFO hotspots across America. And then it. Can you did- compare the drinking spot, like the, the most <laughs> consumption of alcohol, too, in the same areas? Well, I, I don't know, but they did some interesting numbers where 113 alien sightings have been submitted to the National UFO Reporting Center in the last 23 years. 113,000. That's hear a you. lot. It's a lot. I just think that if, and there probably is something more than us, whatever that is. They're probably so advanced they don't want us to see them, we don't see them. Like it's not all on the same spectrum. I know. So but it's not I, like I, a little I, green man going, Oh, I got caught. Yeah. 
I hate that you think they're more advanced than we are. Yeah. Well, if they can get here, they have to be. Well. No, not well. That's not a response. <laughs> well. They don't have to be more advanced than us if they're somewhere far away. But if they're able to get here, then they're smarter then they're, than they're us. Ha- they have some technology that allows it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Great story. Amy. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought that that was higher. And then anyway, this guy was talking all about how true believers of aliens are not just outside of government. Many of them are inside yeah, for sure. the government. I watch all the TikToks, for sure. <laughs> and that in the area 51 county, there are 820 sightings per 100,000 residents. That's just because people know that yes. they should be there. Like that, I'm, I, you know, something's up there. I don't even know that that's what, what's up there, though. Area 51? Yeah, there's for sure something happening there, but there's for sure secret things happening all over America, right, that they don't want us to know about. But it doesn't have to be aliens, but if you said this is a place where there have been a bunch of aliens, even if people don't see them, they're going to go, I think I saw an alien yeah. more. That's all. And they're coming from the ocean anyway. All right, go ahead. When are we talking to my cousin about aliens? Amy's cousin, Amy's psychic cousin, loves talking about aliens. Yeah. But aliens is such a weird thing because it feels like a, a, a cartoon. Yeah, you know, 100%. E.T., but Marvin the Martian. Absolutely. Alf. But I also enjoy talking about the possibility of things greater than us. And so. Yeah, I'm just interested we'll to, to watch y'all, you and her both talk about it. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bright thing now. Well, all right, what else? Okay, so there's a new dating app called Score. And it's not just to. You, to score? Use, yes. It's not Tinder. <laughs> to score in that way. It's not what you think. It's about credit score. And you must mm. have at least a 675 credit score to use it. So you've got to have good credit. And it hopes to raise awareness about the importance of finances in relationships. And when they uh, credit check you, don't worry. They're doing a soft credit check. which Not won't. one that affects your credit? Exactly. Because yeah. that's the bummer about credit checks. It's also a weird thing. We're going to check your credit because you want to know what it is, but it's also going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. weird. Yeah. Okay, it's go wild. Ahead. So high achieving people do these things at least once a week. I'll run through the list so y'all can write them down. I'll tell you if I do it. Okay. They reflect on their progress. Yeah. I mean, every 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, unplug from technology. It says just once a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, I read when I read, it's pretty much unplugging from technology, except for I read on the iPad. All right. (laughs) (laughs) They nurture their relationships. I have to be very, very present with myself to do that. But I do do a better job of that. Exercise regularly. Prioritize learning. Absolutely. Practice gratitude. But in your case, Thanksgiving. I don't say gratitude. Hippies say that. I do the same exact thing, though. Just call it something different. Okay. I do Thanksgiving in the morning. Yep. (laughs) And then they set clear goals. Yeah. So there you go. If you want to be a high achiever. I don't think that's all, but I think those are good fundamentals that if you do that, it doesn't mean you're going to achieve high and you don't have to even do all that to achieve high, no, but it's it probably very here, similar. Do these seven things and you will be successful. And there you go. Wow. <laughs> that easy. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Lindsay Boyd works at Mason Jar Cafe in Michigan and person comes in, they get their bills, 32, 43, just some normal stuff, whatever. And so leaves a tip on there, uh, $10,000. Oh, did you say $10,000? That's, 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 that's a lot of money. On a $34 bill? Yeah, 32, 43, a $10,000 tip. Mm. They, we don't know who the person is. They say they want to be anonymous, unnamed. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> um, he didn't want to have his name and was real because at first you're like, is this a prank or do they write something wrong? Do they mean $10? You know, 10.00, but right. added an extra. Who knows? But he's like, nope, it's legit. But he wanted to split it with the whole staff. Wanted her to split it with the whole staff. Wow. So in the end, nine of the servers walked away with $1,100. It's awesome. Which is awesome. Very generous. Was this the guy that was in town for a funeral? 
I don't know that it said anything about that. Was there one like I that? Think too? I, I think I've read this one. Yeah, he was in town for a funeral of, for his best friend, and he wanted to do that in honor of his best friend. That is not in this story at all. Yeah. So either there's, there's two, two of these. Because because mine was ten thousand dollars as well. So. Yeah, but I feel like if somebody's gonna crazily tip, that's a pretty like common big number. Ten grand. God, it's one a lot grand of money. or five grand. Like yeah. those are. Yeah. But maybe. But this is nothing about somebody dying. Right. Hey, let's put them together. Sure. Just for the sake of telling me something good. That's just said it's a million. But isn't the sake of telling me something good be that there's yeah. two men out there doing this? Oh man, that's even better. Yeah. Would if you were her, would you be? I'd be disappointed. Why? That you don't get all ten thousand? Because you're the one that's that waited on that person. But it's not the about other, the actual waiting. The other waiter or waitresses did not help in any way. Yeah, but it's not about the delivery of the food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It wasn't. Who did the most work? Did you see? You said everyone gets how much? Eleven hundred. That's awesome. That's awesome. There you go. Regardless of what Lunchbox says, that's what it's all about. <laughs> that was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.